Hello everyone and welcome back to Eating Salads. It's me again, Austin Crosby. I've just come up from downstairs to see a uh, exceptionally elderly man riding around on his little tricycle bike with a uh, flag. And the kind of crazy thing is, according to Casey, we saw him drive by earlier in his car and she goes, I can't believe he's still driving. And I had been watching him drive, not connecting. It was the same guy. So I can't see. I don't know it's the same guy. But he was visibly driving way too slow. He took a turn in front of our house. And he he spent five to six times longer making that turn than a normal person would. And uh, it's like, dude, don't... The elderly should not be allowed to drive, period. Full stop, no more. Now, another thing, and my cutoff for elderly is 75, which is a very conservative high number. Anyway, um, speaking of numbers, I've had a number of flatulence events in the past several minutes uh, while we were eating our salad tonight, I started getting an upset stomach. It was actually salad from our back garden, and it had been washed and everything, so it was fresh, and I know all that. But um, I think it was just, man, I've had so many vegetables, so many beans today, and a little bit of egg. Um, healthy day. Healthy, healthy day. Now, moving along, we, I, I was mowing the lawn and we have this whole patch of the yard that's like so dead and it's it's just where the sun hits it all day long it's futile to try and grow grass there the rest of the yard even rain last night the rest of the yard is pretty much fine the front lawn that section it's still growing it's bountiful and thick and you cut through it and it like looks good but this side man it's just like a dead patch of dirt with like some sporadic twigs laying in it, right? So I took a sprinkler and laid it out, ran the sprinkler for a little while, maybe 30 minutes. But it's just like, it just, it, it, it's such an uphill battle. I mean, even if we only water the parts that die and like paint them and then water them a little and back and forth, it's like such a joke, man. And I was even reading a Reddit thing where a guy lived in Denver and he like posted a photo to the Colorado subreddit and uh, it was a photo of his apartment building and he was like, this apartment building has left their sprinklers running for 10 hours or 24 hours. I calculate that they've already wasted 10,000 gallons and I can't get anyone to answer at the office to turn off the sprinklers. And then reading down the comments, people being like, man, my dad, like, my dad waters his whole lawn and, like, is so worried about water. But, like, meanwhile, I'm living in an apartment and dumping the water from my cat bowl into my flowers to save water. And I think that it's like some people can think it's like a pearl clutching or being dramatic when I'm like, I think we should conserve water. And I'm someone who showers a couple times a day, really. But it's, it's like, once you see the numbers, once you see 
how much more water is used by people with lawns, it makes it a real class problem because the ones who are typically actually worried about conserving water and are doing things like pouring their cat water into the flowers in their houseplants um, and my showers, like that's a drop in the bucket compared to the people who might have $3,000 a month mortgages but are literally could not care less about the $120 of water that they spent watering. It's like a minor inconvenience to them. They're just like, ah, that stings. And then they use in-ground sprinklers that break every year. They spend more money on having lawn doctor and like lawn care services come and fertilize than they spend on water, right? They don't care. So that, that was a whole thing earlier. It was just like one of those days a little bit. Now, pivoting from the water, the water cost, of course, is included in my whole spreadsheet and graph of the uh, house's energy costs and everything like that because it is tethered to our electric. Well, we got our electric bill for last month a few days ago, and that includes the water and all the drainage. And if you remember, that was uh, $36 total. And today we got the gas bill, which if you remember is only to heat our water. The only gas, natural gas appliance we have is the water heater. And that was $24, if I remember correctly. Maybe it was 22 or something, but total, I remember it all came out to $66 or $67. So I went to go type that into my spreadsheet and I went to go translate those 10 therms of gas into 299 kilowatt hours. And, I, and I'm going to get into the weeds a little bit here with these, with these uh, numbers for a second. But as of last month, so before today, our rolling monthly average of a year was... 761 kilowatt hours per month on average. Then today, I got to finally account for and remove a month where we didn't have solar for a month where we did have solar. And that took, I guess it was like last July or, what, or last June or whatever. We used 900 and something kilowatt hours net. Well, this month we used negative 250 or something like that. So in my mind, I don't know how much I thought it would go down like a little bit, but really that's a 1200 kilowatt hour difference. That's massive. So in a rolling average, we went down from 761 kilowatt hour average a month to 650 kilowatt hours a month. And that was exciting to me. I ran the numbers twice. I was like, what, really? And of course, it makes sense. That's the problem with averages or the exciting thing about averages is if you get rid of a high outlier and replace it with an extremely low outlier, it's going to be a dramatic difference. So 
I thought, well, you know, maybe we can, uh, maybe we can extrapolate here. Let's project a couple months forward. Let's start doing that sort of thing. And uh, I project that with a whole year of solar, so when we get to like this September, our rolling monthly average will have dropped from 650 all the way down to 430. And I was just like, man, that is, that's insane. You know, before we moved here, depending on what month periods you looked through, right? The average energy consumption was more like 2,700 kilowatt hours a month. And now it's down to 600. So we have already reduced the energy usage by, I think it was like 74%. But if we get it down to 430, will have reduced the energy usage by, I think, something like 86%. And I was walking with Casey. I was going, you know, I don't know how to illustrate this best for people because if you put something on, maybe it's, let's say it's 84%, actually. And maybe I'm getting the six and the four confused. I don't really don't care at that point. I was saying, like, you know, if, if something's on 84% sale, you know that's a really good sale. But it's not until you put the dollar cost on things that that really is means anything. So that's that is that difference between you know 70 or sorry 27,000 and 400. And really that 2700 is 5 and some change times greater than what it is now. So it would be as if the old house used as much energy as more than five of this house's, this house now currently. And uh, what kind of frustrates me more about this is that gas water heater, that gas water heater, because today we get the gas bill, for example, it says, oh, we've used 10 therms. Well, $10 of that $22 is just the fee. So that's annoying. Forget the dollar amount, though, because it's only 20-something dollars. Who cares? Well, that 10 multiplied by 29, you get 299 kilowatt hours this month. Well, by the end of summer, our whole average net energy is just 400 and something. And this month, we used 300 of it on just heating our water. So you go through other months. This was a low month for the water. Usually it's more, occasionally it's less. But on average, I think we spend like 350 kilowatt hours a month of gas equivalency heating our water. And uh, I just... If, I, if we switched to a heat pump electric water heater with a tank, I assume we would at the very least save 200 kilowatt hours a month of energy, net energy, 200 kilowatt hours, uh, probably more, like for real, probably more. It could be we save 220, 250 kilowatt hours a month. I, honestly, 250 sounds more reasonable. But 
we're, that means we're going to use a little bit more electricity and so forth. So I went and factored that in. And again, I mean, let's say it's 200. If you multiplied 200 by 12 months, that's on average switching to a heat pump water heater from an instant hot gas water heater. You would save 2,400 kilowatt hours a year. And then I went looking more into the dryer, the heat pump dryer possibilities because I did a load of laundry today and I was watching the dryer go on the Tesla app and I could see that our dryer for every cycle you run, sometimes we do two a day, on average in the world supposedly, people with dryers use them three times a week. And that sounds about right for us. So if you think about that, that means over the course of an average month of three washings a week, our dryer uses 60 kilowatt hours a month. I think it's more than that, but let's say it's 60. Well, heat pump dryers supposedly use a third of the electricity, but I saw people saying a third who seemed to be using much more efficient dryers. They were using dryers that looked like they used three or four kilowatt hours every cycle. Ours uses at least five. So you, you go and you do the math and you're like, okay, well, let's say it's 60 and let's say it's a third of 60, but it's probably... We're probably going to use less than a third if we switch to a heat pump dryer, but whatever. And it could be the dryer uses more. It could be the dryer uses 100, and if we use a third, then it's really 33. But the difference between 60 and 20 is 40, and the difference between 133 is 66. So the savings are more pronounced if you use your dryer more, right? Well, I went and I projected a whole nother year forward where I took rounded conservative estimates of every month's energy and every month's solar and then I delete I took out all of the gas but I added what I assumed we would add to the electricity for each electric appliance so meaning the hot water heater I added 100 kilowatt hours a month of electricity that we don't have right but I subtracted maybe 400 kilowatt hours a month of gas that we did have in the past. Then what's crazy is you get to reduce the electricity by, I can't remember exactly my method here, but I think I just took four, uh, 33 kilowatt hours per month off of the electric. So total, we added 66 kilowatt hours a month about to the electric, but then got rid of all the gas. And that made our whole average, our rolling projected average that is currently six, no, 500 and, God, see, I get it all mixed up. I'm doing all this from memory. It's currently 650. It will go down to 430. If we switched to heat pump dryer and heat pump washer, sorry, heat pump water, it would go down 
to around 200 kilowatt hours a month average or less. Once I ran the numbers, it said 150. And I was like, no way. I, I bumped it back up. So pretty exciting stuff. And it is indicative of we use more than half of our electricity or more, sorry, not electricity, importantly. We use more than half of our energy on heating water and drying clothes right now. And both of those appliances can be switched to ones that save a huge amount of energy. So that's cool. Anyway, I went on long enough about that. Thank you very much for tuning in. Have a good night. Come again tomorrow.